Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 1997's Spice World. Hello guys and welcome to the show. I will be reviewing Spice World from 1997, but before I get into that, I watched episode 4 of WandaVision over the weekend, and I have to say this might quite possibly be my favorite episode so far, because we get a lot more answers in this episode. I like episode 3, I thought episode 3 showed us a little bit more, Uh, episode 4 Shows, a, shows us a bit more. Uh, if you haven't seen episode 4, I'm probably going to get into some spoilers. So, if you if you haven't seen episode 4 of WandaVision, turn this off. Go back, watch WandaVision. Come back and listen to this, listen to this review. It's not going to be a long review. I'm just going to... I'm not going to go into, like, details. I'm not going to tell you, like, the whole episode. But, um... Which, like, these episodes are, like, what... <laughs> These episodes are like 15 minutes long. They're not that long. 20 minutes? I want to say they're like 15 to 20 minutes long. They're not long. These episodes are kind of like serials. Because you get... I think you get like maybe 15, 20 minutes of content. And then you get the then you get the credits for like... Because I think they said it's 25 minutes. My, my timer says 25 minutes, I think. And... Like, I think, like, the last five minutes is just credits. And you don't even get, like, uh, you don't get stingers. Like, you know, Marvel is known for stingers. You don't even get stingers at the end. It's just fucking credits for, like, five minutes. <laughs> so, you get, like, at least, like, 20 minutes of content. Uh, 20 minutes of an ep- The episodes are, like, 20 minutes. 20 to, f- uh, 15 to 20 minute episodes. So, th- like I said, they're kind of, like, old. They're, they're kind of doing this, like, the old school, like, serials. Like, they used to have, like, old serials back in, like, the 50s and 60s. Uh, I think going all the way back to, like, the 30s and 40s, you know, like, when they would have, like, little... They wouldn't even do that with, super, with, with superheroes, too. Like, they'd have, like, a Superman serial. They would have, like, a Batman and Robin serial. You know, Batman and Robin going to uh, fight Dracula or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> you know like, I think there was one back in the 1930s with, like, Batman fought Dracula. I... I I think I saw that. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it was weird. But um, yeah, like that's what Wine Division reminds me of. Like it, it's like a throwback of those old like serials from like thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. I think the sixties is when they uh, stopped doing them, uh, because they started going into more long form uh media. So um, yeah, that was that uh. <laughs> but anyway uh this episode i like this episode the most i want to say because first of all they didn't focus on the sitcom too much in this episode we were in present day uh at least uh three years ago yeah we were like we went back to three years ago uh when the snap happened and this is the aftermath of the snap we go back to like I love how this episode starts because it just because it just shocked the hell out of me that they went back that far to snap. They went back to the end of the snap first, so that would be like a year or so ago. So they went back a year 
ago to the snap to the to, to the end of the snap where uh Tony Stark when Tony Stark snaps everybody back into existence. And so you see that and uh Monica Rambeau, you find out that Monica Rambeau was snapped out by Thanos. You find that out. So she comes back in a hospital room. And she's she's in the hospital room sitting in a chair and the bed and the bed is empty. And so we can only assume that she's looking for her mother, Maria Rambo. So like I guess her mother her mother uh, uh, Maria Rambo was in the hospital and she's not there she's not there anymore. So she gets up and everybody's coming back. Everybody's coming back from the snap. You see people just appearing out of the out of the snap. And like they're just they're like their bodies are are forming back into a whole body like from they they revert from dust to a body. Um everybody's coming back and Monica Rambo is she's looking for a mother. She's like, "Where's my mother? Where's my mother? You know, Maria Rambo, Maria Rambo, where is she?" And the doctor told her, "Oh, you didn't know?" She was like, "Your mother died 3 years ago." So Maria Rambo is dead. Um so she is shocked by that cuz like for her it didn't feel like 3 years had passed. It felt like just 3 minutes had passed. So she doesn't know that 3 years ago her mother passed away. So she missed her mother's death. So she's going through she's going through that. Uh you find out that she works for Sword. You find out that her mother Maria Rambo had a hand in starting sword with Nick Fury. So her and Nick Fury had a hand in a starting sword. And so Maria is back. Not Maria, I mean, uh, yeah. No, Monica, I'm sorry. Monica. Monica is back. And she's ready to work. She's ready to come back to work. And they send her on this mission uh, to go figure out what's going on in this town I think it's called uh, Westview figure out what's going on in this town called Westview so they team her up with uh, FBI agent Jimmy Woo remember Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man and the Wasps he's back Uh, so they team up to find out what's going on in Westview that's when Monica Rambeau goes into the force field they find out like there's a big ass force field around Westview Monica goes into the uh, the force field and that's where Wanda and Vision are in the force field that I'm guessing we we don't know yet we don't know what's going on we don't quite know what's going on but we're getting answers it looked like Wanda put up like a whole invisible force field around this around this town and it seemed like she it seems like she's just been kidnapping people <laughs> Wanda's been kidnapping people and putting them in this sitcom. So like Herb, the big black guy, uh, the boss, and the wife from the uh, first episode, um, a bunch of other, a bunch of other people. Uh, seems like they've been kidnapped and like trapped and uh, taken into this force field so they could build a world around Wanda and Vision. We don't know what happened to Vision yet. We don't know if that's because like we don't know if like. That's Vision reincarnated, or she's making this up. Uh, she's making up Vision, or what? Uh, we'll we'll figure that out later. But um, yeah, so Monica Rambeau she gets sucked into that, and we don't see Monica 
for at least until like the end of the episode. So really, because like we don't see Wanda and Vision until like the end of the episode either. So like Wanda and Vision, like for the first, I want to say 10 to 12 minutes, there's no Wanda and Vision. There's no Monica Rambo. Uh, it's really a Jimmy Woo episode. <laughs> you know, like they focus on Jimmy Woo and how he's trying to get through this. Uh, he's trying to get through the force field. They bring back Kat Dennings character. Uh, they bring back her character from uh Thor from the Thor series. She was in a uh, Thor and Thor: The Dark World. They bring her back. She's a doctor now, uh, and she's trying to figure out how to break through the force field. It's her. It's her. It's really her and Jimmy Woo trying to figure out how to break through the force field. That's that's the whole episode. So you got that going on. Uh, towards the end, you find out what happened to Monica Rambeau and how she shot out of the force field. Uh, Wanda shot her out of the force field. Pretty much, that's what happens. And that's pretty much it. I like this episode. I like this episode a lot. I like. I liked episode three. I thought it was, I thought, cause I thought it was a little bit better than episode one and episode two. Episode two, I think is just a fucking dud. The more I look back at it, I think that's a dud. Cause like episode two doesn't really tell you a lot. You know, I like the slow build. I love the slow build of this show. I hope a lot of people don't get, I hope a lot of people don't get frustrated with it. I've been saying that every week. Uh, every week I review the show. I've been saying like, I love the slow build of this show. I hope people don't get uh, tired of it. Where it was like, oh my god, just tell us what the fuck happened, you know? Because people people get a little people get a little uh, frustrated and like they want they want it now they want they they want it little Caesar like they want it hot and ready, uh, ready to go. But uh, you know, but yeah, uh, I'm liking this show. I'm really I really am liking this show. Um, this will be over. I know they got Captain. They got a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, coming in March, so that's that's the one I'm really excited for. Um, so we got it. We got to get Wine Division. We got to get Wine Division out the way first, and then we're gonna get that because they already put out a uh, mini trailer for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and t- they're telling you that it's coming in March. So, but yeah, man, I love this episode. This is like my favorite episode so far, and I'm I'm really hyped to see where this show goes. I think there's only like maybe like I think there's only like four episodes left. I want to say, cause I think there's only nine episodes. I think it's nine episodes. There's only like uh, uh, five more. There's like five more episodes left uh, in Wandavision. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start getting there. Just be patient. Be patient. We're gonna start getting there. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I'll be back with my review of Spice World after these messages. Spice World, 1997. Gonna get into it. You know how I like to start it off. I like to start off with how I saw this movie as a kid. I remember pestering my dad about wanting to see Spice World. I wanted to see it in the theaters. I wanted to see it in the theaters. They didn't take me. Uh, I think my, my dad was like really busy at the time. He was working a lot. So, like, he didn't have the time to go take us to the movies. So, like, that was that. Uh, but I remember pestering my dad about it on pay-per-view. There's only three movies 
I pestered my dad about <laughs> uh, ordering on pay-per-view. It was Mortal Kombat, Super Cop with Jackie Chan, and Spice World. Those are the only three movies that I ever pestered my dad about. My dad ordered uh, Spice World uh, for me, and we, uh, me and my sister actually watched it. I remember my sister. Me and my sister actually watched it. We were like, we, both of us were like in the bed. I think it was like nighttime day. Both of us in the bed. We were in like our pajamas, and we were sitting there watching Spice World. You know, so that was a, <laughs> me and my sister. We're just cuddled up in the bed in our pajamas watching fucking Spice World. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that that's my experience with Spice World. Uh, you gotta know it, because like, I, the history lesson about the Spice Girls is that the Spice Girls were huge in the mid to late 90s. Uh, they were the ones that brought pop back prominence they brought pop music back because i'm gonna give you guys a i'm gonna give you guys a fucking history lesson here history lesson 101 uh your teacher here is uh mr ford so uh (laughs) so um from 1992 to about i want to say 1996 pop music was dead like there was no pop music uh it was all uh grunge it was all uh, rap, like gangster rap. Uh, R&B was still thriving. R&B was still out here thriving, but pop music was dead. You know, pop music, pop was a dirty word in like the, from 92 to like 1996. Uh, mostly because I think like it was the uh, late 80s, like freestyle movement killed it. Like freestyle music, uh, uh, they had like this uh they had like the lip syncing scandal with uh millie vanilli a lot of things killed it uh paul abdul i think they were like talking about like paul abdul couldn't really sing and all this shit a lot of a lot of things uh it was mostly just uh if you want to talk about pop music and you can't really count these two really because they kind of towards the 90s they kind of shifted towards r&b but uh, the Jacksons were keeping it, keeping it alive. Michael Jackson and uh, Janet Jackson were kind of the ones keeping pop alive. You still had Mariah Carey out here. Uh, you still had a uh, Whitney Houston out here, but they were kind of like crossover acts, and like they kind of they kind of like uh, rode that line between uh, R and B and pop. So like they're like in the middle. Uh, you had a yeah Celine Dion out here. She's like contemporary music. Like they kind of consider consider her like adult contemporary music. So she don't count. Uh, Michael Bolton, even though I fucking hate Michael Bolton, uh, I fucking hate that dude. Uh, he, he was kind of like contemporary music to adult contemporary music. So like it was like cause like adult contemporary was kicking ass pretty much in the nineties. It was like adult contemporary music. It was hip. It was a uh, gangster rap, and it was like uh, hard rock and grunge. Th- those were the and R and B. Those were the things that were kicking ass in the nineties. Like I said, like a lot of a lot of pop couldn't get over. <laughs> like pop was dead. It's like sugary sweet. This sugary sweet, fun. Let's dance. Pop music was done. Uh, and the Spice Girls 
single-handedly brought pop back. Uh, without the Spice Girls, there would be no Backstreet Boys. There would be no NSYNC. There would be no Britney Spears. There would be no Christina Aguilera. You know, all those, all those, all those teeny bopper uh, acts. You know, like a lot of their careers, they owe to the Spice Girls. Because I remember, uh, I think the closest thing to them is the Backstreet Boys. Because I remember the Backstreet Boys trying to break through. You know, <laughs> I think I think they started. In, I want to say they started in like '95, and they got a documentary out. They actually have a documentary out that's pretty good. It's called uh, "Show 'Em What You're Made Of," and I think at the beginning of that, they were talking about how hard it was for them to break through. <laughs> Because nobody wanted... And you're just coming off of New Kids on the Block, too. They were dead by, like, 92, too. Like, 92, 93. New Kids on the Block was done. Uh, so, uh... So, like... <laughs> that was dead. Uh, so, like... The Backstreet Boys... I remember the... I think the Backstreet Boys talked about this on their documentary. Where they were, uh... Like I said, pretty good documentary. It's not bad. It, like... Uh... They... I know probably like, I don't want to watch nothing with the fucking Backstreet Boys, but nah, man, it like, it's good. It's a good documentary. I, I, I checked it out. It's really good. Check it out. Show them what you're made of. But let me let me get back. Um, I remember the Backstreet, I think the Backstreet Boys were talking about how hard it was for them to break through in like 94, 95. I think they, they started in like around like 94, 95-ish. And they were talking about, yeah, man, it was like they didn't have a market for them in the in 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 America. It was like pop was dead in America, and so they had to go overseas and uh earn and earn their earn their stripes, earn their keep. And uh, Insync wasn't around yet, so like Insync kind of uh Insync kind of came out towards the end, you know, because Insync they like really capitalized off of it. You know? Cause like they had a they had a little bit of a tough time too, but like they didn't really have it that hard. But the Backstreet Boys had it hard. They were like, nobody wants to hear us in America. Uh, we got to go overseas. Like they love us overseas. It was when the Spice Girls broke through. When the Spice Girls broke through, that's when a whole flood of pop acts, pop teeny bopper acts, just started just coming through. You know, they just started coming through like the Spice Girls were a fucking cultural phenomenon. Like they were, they did have their, uh, they had their, um, their rivals. Uh, they, they tried to make Spice Girl light, you know, like they, there were a couple of groups. Uh, I remember, I remember a group called, the one that sticks out to me most is a group called All Saints. Uh, they were kind of like Spice Girl they were kind of like, I want to, if the Spice Girls are the Backstreet Boys, uh, or the, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, because Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were like kind of fun. They were like the funner boy bands, you might say. Uh, the Spice Girls, they were a fun girl band, you know. If they were that, then All Saints, I want to say, is like 98 degrees, you know <laughs> 98 degrees is a little bit more serious. They were talking about serious, like kind of like they were kind of like a little bit more serious. Like they didn't, they didn't have, they weren't that fun. 
I never really liked 98 Degrees. I like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna admit it. I like, uh, I thought the Backstreet Boys were fun. I thought Instinct was fun. I thought it was just fucking harmless ass fun. You know, like they, I, cause a lot, there's a lot of boys. There were a lot of boys back then that were just like, hey, uh, the Backstreet Boys suck. Instinct sucks. You know, like, and I was just like, what are they doing to you? You know, like, it's harmless fun to me. I'm like, I don't see them. I don't see them as a threat. I know I can get bitches. So, uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, like, sometimes I use the Backstreet Boys and Instinct to get bitches. So, uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, 98 Degrees was a little bit, they were a little bit more serious. So All Saints, I would say, is the 98 Degrees of girl groups. Uh, there were, there were like I said, there were a couple of groups. They had another group called uh, Wild Orchid. Uh, actually, uh, Fergie was actually in Wild Orchid. I think she was the lead singer of Wild Orchid. They were like the only uh, American group like that, that like kind of crossed over uh, stateside and they had like i want to say like maybe like one or two songs <laughs> they didn't last very long uh there were like i said a couple uh bewitched there was like they were like an irish group i remember bewitched they had like one song i want to say and then they were gone uh they had like a uh they had like a group of sisters i remember uh there was a group of sisters called cleopatra they were like black uh, they were like black girls and they had one song I want to say because like they were kind of like a fun pop group and like they were like they were like the only like all black uh girl pop group and like I, th- I want to say they were all sisters I think it was like four sisters and oh I think it was like four of them I think because like they had like an older one and then they had like these two like mid-age runs they had these two mid-age ones I want to say there was like a little one too they had like a little, like a, like a little sister. She was like 10 or some shit. She looked like she was like 10 years old. Cause like they had one, cause like there's always that, like they got that one that's like old, like that oldest one. She looked like she brought like 18, she like 19, 20. And then they had like the two mid, like teenage ones. They look like, they like, like they're like 16 and 14. And then they had the little one who was like 10. I think I want to say it was like four of them, but I remember them. They had one song. But like nobody could come close to the Spice Girls. All those girls, all those girl groups just kind of like flopped, and they weren't heard from again. Uh, but like the, the Spice Girls were, they were the shit. They were a cultural phenomenon, and I want to say I was part of it too. Like I was sucked in. I was obsessed with them. Uh, like you couldn't tell me at twelve years old that Scary Spice wasn't going to be my wife. You know, you go back in time and find out, find uh, find 12-year-old me, and I'm obsessed with Scary Spice. Like, Scary Spice is my woman. You know, <laughs> you could tell me that. It was like, and on a lower key, Ginger. It was like, Scary and Ginger were the two for me. Like, I, I mostly wanted Scary. I was obsessed. I was obsessed with Scary Spice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was obsessed with her. I wanted her so goddamn bad. <laughs> Uh, I, I wish I can go back in time, time travel back to 1997 and tell 12-year-old me that Scary Spice is not going to be your wife, but, uh, you know, so, so she's actually going to have a baby for Eddie Murphy, but, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, I was like, I was obsessed with her, man, she was, that was my woman, like, I was like, Scary Spice my woman and she don't know it. But like I love her, and she gonna she gonna marry me, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like that was that was me at twelve years old. 
uh obsessed with scary spice and wanting her to be my wife pretty much but anyway let's get back let's get into the movie now uh the movie is uh directed by bob spires this is actually his second movie this is only his second movie uh he also directed that darn cat uh the remake of that darn cat with dougie doug and christina ricci uh unfortunately he died in 2008 so like these are his only two movies spice girls and that darn cat that's it this movie this is i love the, the opening credits to this movie because one of the one of the credits in the movie is that this movie was an idea from the Spice Girls and Kim Fuller. Who is Kim Fuller? Kim Fuller is the brother of the Spice Girls manager Simon Fuller. He's also a writer. So he and the Spice Girls came up with the idea for this movie. Uh, the budget for this movie was $25 million dollars. It overexceeded that, overdelivered by bringing in $151 million at the box office. So this movie was a stone cold hit. It, it, it blew box office charts out of the water. It made all its money back and then some. Uh, the movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 34%. I'm surprised it has that, but I'll get into that later. Uh... I'll get into it now, actually. I'm just going to get into it now, because this movie makes no sense whatsoever. I'm going to say it right now. This movie makes no sense whatsoever. I think they were trying, because I'm looking at the movie, I'm, 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 uh, as I'm watching the movie, as it goes along, I think they were trying to mimic A Hard Day's Night. That's what they were doing uh, from the Beatles. Uh, the Beatles had a movie... Uh, back in the day called A Hard Day's Night. When, like I guess they're like trying to get... I'm not a Beatles fan, by the way. <gasps> Shocking, right? I know. Uh, I'm not a Beatles fan. I'm, I've never really gotten the appeal of the Beatles. I don't, I don't get it. I understand that they're important. I understand they're culturally important. Uh, but I never really understood them. I tried to listen to them. I tried to listen to the Beatles. I really did. I, I sat there and I, I was on the. I was listening. I think I was like watching, probably watching YouTube videos. I was listening to the Beatles, and I want to say I was trying to listen to them on Spotify or something. I think their stuff's on Spotify. I can't remember, but somewhere I was listening to the Beatles and I was trying, and I was just like. I don't get it, because, like, I always try to give things a chance. I always try to give music a chance. I'm not going to just be like, oh, I'm going to just fucking throw you, throw you away. And I'm not going to do that. So I tried. I tried to listen to the Beatles, and I can't get into them. But I understand understand they're important. I understand they're important. I'm not going to say that they fucking suck. They're just not for me. That's what I'm going to say. They're just not for me. But anyway, back to this movie. Uh, this movie is just 90 minutes of like erratic nonsense. <laughs> That's what it is. It's 90 minutes of erratic nonsense that goes nowhere. It's just scene after scene, pretty colors, lights, 
uh, this movie will catch the attention of a toddler. It will. Like, a toddler, a kid. Kids love this movie. I think that's why I liked it. Because it was just... And at this time, I was 12. So, it still caught me. <laughs> it still caught me. But it's just because I fucking love the Spice Girls so fucking much. <laughs> you know, at the time. Those things, like, when you when it's a cultural phenomenon, you and you loved it as a kid... And then you go back. That's why I really wanted to watch this movie. I really wanted to watch this movie to see how fucking terrible it is. Because I know it's terrible. I was like, I was 12 years old when I saw this movie. I know this movie has to be bad. This movie has to be terrible. And it is. It's fucking bad. The Spice Girls can't act for shit. Like, they're terrible actresses. I love their enthusiasm though. They give it they give it their all. They give the enthusiasm. Especially Scary. Scary is enthusiastic 100 percent Uh, you know, she's she's a she's a big ball of afro energy. You know what I mean? a big afro just running around everywhere. Uh you know that's scary spice. Uh, but the, the Spice Girls can't can't act. I, I wanna I wanna I'm probably gonna go from enthusiasm. From enthusiasm, I'll probably say scary is the best. Uh then maybe sporty, then baby, then ginger, then posh. Posh is the Posh is the worst. She is the fucking worst. She does not care. She does not want to fucking be here. <laughs> It, throughout the whole movie, she just has to look on his on this on her face that she does not want to be here. You know that's the look on her goddamn face. Uh, if any of the Spice Girls would have left, because uh, Ginger left, uh, I think maybe shortly after this, and they went on as a, as, as a quartet uh, for for about like a year and a half, and then like the Spice Girl shit was done. You know, like by ninety nine two thousand. Like, people were fucking sick of the Spice Girls. It was like, get them off the goddamn TV screen. But, uh, and get them off the fucking radio. But, uh, like, people were done with them by, like, 99, 2000. Because uh, I remember they, they, they tried to go on as a quartet. It didn't work. And then, like, they were done. Uh, but, like, Ginger left, I remember, around, like, mm, late 98, early 99, I want to say. And, uh... I wouldn't have expected her to be the one to leave. I would have expected Posh to leave first because Posh has always looked like she didn't want to fucking be there. Posh is the one that always looked like she doesn't want to be there. Posh is now, you know, as uh, you know her as Victoria Beckham. She is David Beckham's wife. So uh, now, so like for anybody that doesn't know Posh Spice, she is Victoria Beckham. For people coming in here that don't know shit about the Spice Girls, you know, <laughs> and you just want to hear me just, like, trash the Spice Girls, because there's probably, there's probably people coming on here like, oh, he's talking about Spice World, I want to, I want to hear him rip this shit apart, I want to hear him rip the Spice Girls apart, I will never rip the Spice Girls apart, I will never rip the Spice Girls apart, they're part of my childhood, I love them, uh, I will rip this fucking movie apart, though, <laughs> I will rip this goddamn movie apart, because this movie is trash, movie's fucking terrible, Alan Cumming is in it, I don't know how Alan Cumming still has a fucking career, 
Because this dude can do shitty movie after shitty movie and still bounce back. This dude is a fucking, he is a fucking chameleon. I don't know how he fucking just shapeshifts his way through goddamn movies. Uh, Alan Cumming, a lot of people may know him, the most famous character, probably Nightcrawler. He played Nightcrawler in X-Men 2. Uh, he had the most dopest scene in X-Men 2, a lot of people may say. But this dude, this dude just does shitty movie after shitty movie, and then he does a good movie. That's it was like he'll do like three, he'll do three shitty movies, and then he'll do one good movie. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot Adam, Alan Cumming is a good fucking actor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just keeps doing bullshit. But hey, man, whatever you gotta do, get that check, brother. Get that fucking check. Uh, they also have a lot of really big fucking cameos in this movie because. Elton John, Elvis Costello, Roger Moore, and Meatloaf are all in this movie. Meatloaf is in this movie. He plays the bus. He plays the Spice Girls bus driver. Meatloaf, one of the greatest rock singers of all time, is playing the Spice Girls bus driver. I don't know. Who he owed a favor to? I don't know who any of these people owed a favor to. Uh, Elvis Costello, Elton John, and Meatloaf. I can't believe in this movie. I could kind of believe Roger Moore's in this movie because he's old and James Bond was like, for him, was like, what, 25 years ago at this point? <laughs> he hadn't played James Bond in like 25 years at this point. So he's like, I need money. <laughs> Spice, Spice World? Fine. Fuck it. I'll do it. You know, so... Uh, <laughs> but uh Elton John and Elvis Costello and Meatloaf, they had to owe a favor to somebody to be in this goddamn movie. Or like Meatloaf was like, hey, my kids like the Spice Girls. I'm gonna be in the Spice World. I'm gonna be in the Spice Girls movie. I can see Meatloaf doing that. But uh Elvis Costello and Elton John, they they owed somebody pretty big. They was like, hey, you owe me, you gotta be in Spice World, come on in. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that that just shocked. That, that, I remember that, and that shocked the hell out of me. Now as an adult, having listened to Elton John and uh, Elvis Costello and Meatloaf's music as I got older, and looking back at them in this movie, I'm like, God damn, <laughs> why are they in this fucking movie? But anyway, um, moving on. Th- this movie, I want to say, this movie had the nerve <laughs> to have supporting characters. This movie had the nerve to have supporting characters, which none of them matter, because they have the manager. It doesn't matter. They have, like, the, the assistant. She doesn't matter. Um, uh, they got, like, this other, like, storyline going on where, like, there's this, like, dude who's, like, this National Enquirer dude. He wants to get dirt on the Spice Girls. So he sends, like, this, like, stealthy photographer to go get dirt on the Spice Girls and they just like posting in the fucking National Enquirer or the Sun because like I think like in the, in 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 the UK the Sun is the National Enquirer. So like they post the shit in the Sun. Like oh like one of the Spice Girls uh doesn't like children or like <laughs> some shit like that. They're like one of the one of the Spice Girls has has uh has has the flu it's it's dumb shit it really is it's real dumb shit you know like, i think because like there's like one where like the spice girls take these two little girls i think they like won a contest 
this the, these little girls won the contest it's like a little it's like a little uh pretty little black girl and a little white girl and um and they um go on this boat they go on a boat ride and the two girls fall out of the boat and posh spice falls out of the boat the two little girls and posh fall out of the boat i think sporty goes in and saves them and they catch them and like uh the photographer is there dressed like a scuba diver <laughs> he's there dressed like a scuba diver and he takes pictures of them and gets like audio of them uh with the children and like it's just like oh the spice girls tried to try to drown these two little girls <laughs> like it's like on the sun or some shit and like they put it's child it's child endangerment or some shit like that but yeah, man, like they, they try to make like some characters matter and they don't matter. Uh, they got this pregnant friend who I like to call pregnant spice. <laughs> I call her pregnant spice. Like she doesn't really matter. Like she's just there. She's pregnant. She's Asian. And she has the baby towards the end of the movie. Uh, there was there was a I remember this joke as a kid there was this joke where like she's having a baby and it was like we gotta figure out a f-. I think the, the joke is we gotta figure out a way to keep her legs closed I think Scary Spice says well if she did that in the first place she wouldn't be in this situation I think that was I like that was kind of funny but like I remember I still like that joke today where uh they said that she was like if she was in this situation if she did that she wouldn't be in this situation if she kept her legs closed but <laughs> but yeah pregnant spice brings nothing to the spice girls uh movie they have a flashback to before they were famous they were all hanging out in the pub with pregnant spice which uh news flash none of them knew each other when they were famous before they were famous None of them knew each other before they were famous. They all answered like an ad in the newspaper. Uh, and they're a manufactured group. They're, they're not friends. They were not friends before this. I don't like. I don't know why they tried to do this. I guess they were trying to make them more humble. Trying to make them more down to earth. It's like, hey, you can get four of your friends together. And you can be the Spice Girls too. But like I said, they did not know each other before they were famous. So... So that's that, but that's pretty much it. This movie really goes nowhere. It really, it just really ends up going nowhere. There's no, there's no end. There really isn't an ending. I don't even remember the ending. I think it's just them performing. Like, there's a lot of performance in this movie. Like, they perform, and they perform, and they perform, and they perform. They sing a lot. I have to say, like, they're good singers. A lot of people like to shit on, try to sit on shit on the Spice Girls with that. Don't like they're good because th- like there's a couple of scenes in there. I was like, yo, man, they can fucking sing, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> they can fucking sing. But uh, other than that, this movie really doesn't go anywhere. This would have this movie would have been better if it was a concert film. If this was a concert film. If the Spice Girls were around today, uh, it would be a concert film. This is what it would be like. They would they would like have like interviews and performance. That was that would be it. Just interviews. They probably follow them around a little bit, see what they're doing when they're when they're not on stage, and then performance. That's it. This would have been better as a concert film. 
So I'm sorry. I love the Spice Girls. I still love the Spice Girls. Spice Girls hold a fucking near. They hold a near warm spot in my heart. Every time I hear a Spice Girl uh, song, I'm fucking 12 years old again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love them. I love them dearly. But this movie's shit, and I gotta give it a zero out of five. Join me next week in the month of February because it's Black History Month and Valentine's. I'm going to be doing something new. The month of February will be Black Love Month. And I'm going to start it off with 1997's Love Jones. So until then, catch you guys later. Peace.